You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Welcome back, friends. Have you struggled with waiting on the Lord? Has God told you to wait, or maybe you've been praying for something, or just waiting for results, or waiting for news? Well, today I'm joined by Dr. Lydia Martinez, my friend and mental health counselor, to talk about how to wait well on the Lord. Welcome, Dr. Lydia. Hi, welcome to you too, Lisa. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait to talk about today because pun intended, right? <laughs> we're, we're always in a hurry. We're always, you know, instant gratification apps and uh, emails and instant text messages. And, you know, you just can't leave a message anymore. Nobody even does that. Do you? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't leave a message anymore either. We've changed as a society and we expect things to be given to us right then and there. So yes. what happens when it's not? Yes. Huh? I'm like, I can mm. deal with just about anything, but can you tell me what I need to deal with? Because waiting to find out what the news is, that's what drives me crazy. Ah, oh, yes. I was going to tell you that there's eight factors that makes seem like when we're waiting, that it seems like it gets longer. And when we're on unoccupied time, it feels longer than occupied time. You know that? No, I didn't. So, yeah. So when you have something that can distract you, then time passes more quickly. So that might be something to do. You know, you got to wait on something. It's important to have like some kind of structure or routine because if you're just sitting there waiting for it, it like feels like time is stretching. Right. So it's really important. Like, for example, some hotels, they put mirrors in the elevators because people like to look at themselves. Why? Because if it's like you got to sit in the elevator and you got to wait until you get a, to a high floor, My then... God. That's what they're there for. It's kind of distract you a little bit. Like, oh, oh, ding. I'm on my floor. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's restaurants now that they text you and they tell you how many people like this. Your, your table will be ready in 30 minutes. And then it says there's four people in front of you. There's three people in front of you. If I know there's a countdown, but in life and especially with the Lord, the Bible talks so much about waiting on God and waiting well God doesn't tell us when the deadline is, or even if the deadline of the result that we are asking for will ever come. Mm -hmm. And that is very difficult for most people, especially women that, you know, we like to be controlling a little bit sometimes. <laughs> Boy, isn't that the truth? Yes. But talk, talking about restaurants, you know, think about it. When you sit down, what do they do? They give you the menu and and there's sort of a time that you have to sit slow down no matter how hungry you are no matter how how quickly they seat you they still you even though you've been waiting to be seated now you have that's a different part of the wait yeah. now you sit and you wait and read the menu so yeah. people want to get started immediately it sort of like starts the the reset button by sitting down and having to read the menu and sometimes that happens to us too you know when god is telling us wait you keep yourself as occupied as possible and try to hit your reset button so that you're not um, clocking the whole time. Well, I have a little tool for wait. Tell the me. W in wait is while you wait, worship God. Turn your eyes and your heart to Jesus and worship God in the wait. The A in the wait is acknowledge God. Like it says, acknowledge God in all your ways, whatever you're doing. 
turn your eyes up and look to God and acknowledge his presence. The I and in wait is invite God into the situation. As we wait, we're not waiting alone. We're waiting with God. He's with us. He empowers us. He gives us patience. He helps us. He's our helper in times of need. So invite God into the situation. Lord, I tell him often, Lord, it's been this long since I started praying this. And I don't know if you've forgotten about me, but here I am. So come mm. and help me. Help me to focus on God and others instead of myself. Because I find that when I'm impatient, it's usually an I problem. And then the mm -hmm. T, the hardest part, is trusting God. And in order to trust God, we have to acknowledge that he is sovereign over all things. That he wants our best, not our good, our best. He'd mm -hmm. rather us be holy than be happy. And so in the wait, we trust God. So we worship God, we acknowledge God, we invite him into the circumstance, and we trust him. That's beautiful. I think that if you don't do some of those steps, then you get the other A. Instead of acknowledging God, you get anxiety. anxiety. <laughs> mm -hmm. And you know what happens to not is... us, but others getting not us because we trust God. <laughs> we never have anxiety. We we don't stress at all. Oh, I don't know. I'm going to confess. I'm yeah. a total anxiety, uh, and it hits me in my. You know, I get that knot in my stomach. Yeah, you know, my gut. Yeah, and it's hard. So sometimes we think we've chosen maybe the the slowest lane in the highway, or the longest line in the drugstore, or Every the longest time. line at the grocery store, right? Every time, or, or you, or you get worried that you're about getting your your seat on the plane, or or you, it, it makes your wait seem a little bit longer when you're yeah. worrying about it. That anxiety just kind of compounds the weight. Yeah. So if you can apply those four things that Lisa just told you, worship, acknowledge, acknowledge uh -huh. what was the I? Invite him in. And then trust him. I'm taking notes too. You know that, right? <laughs> Me too. Hello, this is for <laughs> both of us. So let's talk about how, what do we do while we're in the wait? What can we do? Well, the Bible has lots to say, and I know you have some tools for us, but one of them, which was so convicting to me, because while I'm waiting, I need to talk about it with my friends. I'm a verbal processor. And sometimes I vent and complain in the wait. But the Bible tells us in Lamentations 3.26 that mm -hmm. it is good. What is good? That you should wait quietly or silently for the salvation of the Lord. What? That's so convicting. Mm. You mean I can be still and silent mm -hmm. in my wait? I need God oh, but that is, to that, that during that time. Oh, that is so hard, right? And I think that there's kind of two two different kinds of waits. The unexplained waits are longer than explained waits. Like, right. for example, you're waiting for the pizza guy, right? And there's a thunderstorm, so it's sort of justifiable, right? right? There's rain. It's justifiable that I've got to wait a little bit longer. But if there's not a storm, there's no reason that it just makes that empty wait last longer, especially when the sky is clear, right? Yes. So it's it's important that, like what you just said, that we try to fill in that wait time with a productive substitute, a productive structure, so right. that we don't feel like we're sitting there waiting uh, and it makes that time unexplainably long. Well, you know, you said that the restaurants give us menus to look at, to distract us, but God gives us his word. And so when we focus, Psalm 62, 5 says, For you alone, O my soul, 
wait in silence for my hope is in the Lord. God gives us something to look look to. He gives us Jesus. He gives us the word of God, which is Jesus. He gives us his word to dive into and cultivate a deeper relationship with him. And as we wait and as we turn to his word and quote unquote, distract ourselves with the true bread of life, then we're not only waiting, but we're building our relationship with God as we seek God out through his word. That's right. And it helps us to focus. I I agree. And I have to tell you too, that like uh, you were talking about maybe pulling in some friends, a social support network while you're waiting, kind of talking it through processing. And that's good too, because solo waiting feels longer than group waiting. So if you're in a situation where you're waiting on something and it's something that you have to do alone, it is good to reach out to other people in the meantime, kind of, you know, talk to them, engage with others, uh, be able to process it because it, while the time is passing, you're processing, you know, you're keeping your, yourself soothing, you're talking to other people, helping yourself to relax a little bit. So that, that is a good thing to do. Yeah. And then also we turn our hearts again. And as we pray, the Bible says in Romans 12, 12, it says, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be patient when you're suffering, because sometimes we have to wait for times to pass, for things to change, for people to grow, for us to grow. And God teaches us how to do that. He tells us rejoice in hope. Well, our hope is in Jesus. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. In your hard times, be patient and be consistent and constant in prayer. Also, Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And then you know what happens? The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guards our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. When we come to God with thanksgiving, prayer and supplication, asking for what we need, he gives us understanding, peace, and he guards our hearts and minds. That's what he does. He always takes care of us. He always provides us with some kind of help or support or, you know, keeps us safe and productive. And another thing that we can do while we're waiting is obey God. (laughs) Obeying the Lord. Psalm 25 verses four and five says, teach me your ways, Lord. Teach me your path. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. So as we turn to God in prayer and in the word, he shows us how to walk in his ways. And then we can obediently follow what he's teaching us. That's a tough one. That is a tough pill to swallow. Yes, it is. So what are kind of, what are things that you can do so that you don't add to the what you perceive as the problem if waiting is the problem so you haven't gotten a yes you haven't gotten a no from god and you're in the waiting space we also don't want to be taking matters into our own hands or assuming that wait means no right exactly so what are and it's easy to get discouraged when you've been waiting if you've been praying for somebody for 25 years you're like i don't even think he can hear me anymore But you can ask God, Lord, just give me a little glimpse of your glory. Show me, give me hope if you're praying something according to God's will. And the Bible tells us in Psalm 27, 14, wait on the Lord. And it says, be strong. Let your heart take courage. God doesn't want us to be waiting in bed, depressed, full of anxiety. It says, yes, 
Yes, wait for the Lord. There is a reward. There is a reward and there are benefits to waiting. So I think one thing we can do is instead of focusing on your circumstances, focus on Jesus. Focus on your relationship with him. Strengthen your relationship with God in the wait. Yeah, that's using your time productively. Yeah, because we said that unoccupied time feels longer than occupied time. So occupy it with God. Uncertain waits are longer than than a, a finite wait. So if somebody says we don't, we have an open wait time. Oh, that one's that's long. That's hard to do. As opposed to they say um, fifteen minutes because then you know, okay, fifteen minutes. I know that. Oh, I can only do a certain amount of activity or whatever it is that I want to do during that wait time in that fifteen minutes. But if they tell you, okay, it's a two-hour wait, you can make a decision whether you want to wait or not. You know, so it's important to know that if it's a finite wait, you have time, a time frame, it gives you a little more structure of what you can do during that wait time. Yeah. And another thing that you can do during the wait is find an area where you can serve God. Mm -hmm. If it's a large wait that's occupying a big absence in your life, you can serve God. You can serve God in your local church, but you can serve God in your home and in your neighborhood as well. Look around you. Who else is waiting, quote unquote, on the Lord? Who else is praying? Can you come alongside that person and partner with them and pray with them, giving each other hope? Or maybe it's just a friend that just had a baby. You know what? Instead of sitting at home feeling sorry for yourself, thinking negative thoughts, do something productive. Hey, why don't I come over? I'd like to make dinner for you and your family. Or mm -hmm. can I come over and stay with the baby so you can go get your hair blow dried? Or maybe there's an elderly lady next door and you can invite her over for lunch. Find an area where you can serve. Get the focus off of yourself and get the focus. Serve God by helping others. I like that. You know, another thing that happens when we're waiting is that if, if you don't know the reason that you're waiting, as opposed to if you know the reason that you're waiting, yeah. it, it, it's there's a different kind of a wait. It's, yeah. it's nicer to know that at the end of my hour, I'm going to be seated at a restaurant versus at the end of my hour, I don't know if I have a seat on a plane or not because I'm flying standby, you know? So it's important to have information while you're waiting because that might be what helps you reduce your anxiety. So if you are waiting, it's okay to either go to the source of whatever it is you're waiting for. Or to even go to God and say, hey, I, I just need a little explanation. I just need a little sprinkling of information to hold me over so that I can wait a little to extend my consumption of this weight. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, it's very interesting to know that we're not the only one that waits. In Who Isaiah waits? 30, verse 18, it says, therefore, the Lord waits to be gracious to you. And therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord is a God of justice and blessed are those who wait for him. So think about that. What if God is waiting for you to obey, surrender, whatever it is that God is calling you to do. Maybe it's serve. Any of those things that God is calling you to do that you have delayed, it says that God is waiting for you to obey, for you to surrender, for you to submit or serve so that he can be gracious to you. And so mm -hmm. he exalts himself to show mercy to you, meaning he's allowing you to wait so mm -hmm. that you can come in alignment with him and what he's calling you to do so that he can be glorified in your life. So as you're waiting, you're tapping your foot and he's like, I already told you what you need to do, mm -hmm. but I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because I want to bless you in a better way. And a lot of times we pray for one thing and God's trying to do something totally different. And he's like, if you would just 
surrender that to me. Let go of control and let me take control of it. Invite me in. Acknowledge me. Worship me and trust me. Then I'm going to do more in your life than you could ever imagine. That is so easy to say and so hard to do. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about some of the benefits when we wait, when we wait on the Lord, the Bible tells us their benefits. And the first one in is the first one is Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. But they or those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. There is a benefit to waiting on God. And it's not just getting what you want. It's he will renew your strength. You receive strength. When you wait on God, he renews your strength. Waiting is especially important in our relationships too, because I think it's important to know when is the right time to deliver a message? When is the right time to answer a message? And sometimes waiting gets you better responses rather than I have to have this answer right this second. You yes. Know, giving sometimes on the other end of it where you're you're giving a little space a little time for people to think things through you you may get a better answer for things which is important to issue that and the best way to kill a marriage is to kill the wait time you it's important to give that respect to yeah. give that time so that people can process that on their own and and be able to to give an answer back yeah. in their way let them process it yeah the bible tells us be slow to anger so sometimes god is calling you to wait before addressing an issue why would we have to wait before addressing an issue why why can't i just address it right now if you're an assertive person and you are a communicative person and you want to get it off your chest right away what are the benefits of waiting before I address that. Because if you slow down and you allow these whirlwind of emotions to pass, you might make a better decision. You might come to the conclu a different conclusion because our emotions are not trustworthy, but God is trustworthy. So if you slow down and let emotions pass, you may not say something that you would have said that would have, once it's out there, you can't take it back. That's so right. you, you don't want to ruin a relationship. So in, a, in, in parenting, it works the same way. Like if a baby's crying and you have a new mom, it's a, the mom develops sort of an ear for what kind of cry it is. Mm -hmm. Is this a, a cry that's like a, a, a kind of cry that you want to go back, give them a little pause. So maybe they're self-soothing. That little cry might be a self-soothing, eh, eh, bring them down to, you know, self-soothe them to let them go to sleep. Or is this a cry of pain? I know that as a parent, I developed that year with my children and most moms do that. You know, they know that difference in that cry. They know when it's a fake cry and they know when it's like, a, oh, that was a shrieking cry of help. And God hears us. God definitely hears us. I'm so glad that we're bringing that up about Having that communication, that raw communication with God, you know, as our parent, as our father in heaven to be able to take care of us, especially in the moments when we're waiting. And sometimes we do have that, that angst, that existential angst while we're waiting that we're like, oh, what do I do is different than if we're, we're really in pain about what we have to do during that time frame. And it's, it, my heart goes out to the, to that. I can relate to that as a human. I can relate to that. And I think it's really important that we, that we use prayer time as a resource. 
that we use that time to get closer to God. We don't even realize it, but God is maybe protecting us from something that we don't know is up ahead. And maybe he's taking us a longer route, a different way, but we're going to get to the same destination or even a better one. And, and it's hard to be hopeful while, we're, while we are waiting. It does build our faith. It definitely does build our faith. It does. And it also gives us joy because Colossians 1.11 says, May you be strengthened with all power. I don't know about you, but I need some power in my life. According to his glorious might. That's the kind of power I need. For all endurance with joy. When we wait, God strengthens us with his power. He gives us his glorious might. And then he gives us an endurance. Endurance, the ability to withhold, withstand pressure. He gives us endurance, but it's not any endurance. It is with joy. That's the kind of endurance that we all need in our lives because we're not enduring miserably. We are sitting at the bottom of the cross, looking up at the cross and what Jesus did in our lives. That changes our weight because we know that his timing is perfect. Even if you think God is late, he's not late. You can, we cannot understand with our minds the work that he's doing in our soul when we surrender to him. Now, I think there is a weight that we can muster through and get to the other end, and we've learned nothing. It's wasted time. Wasted time better than waiting well. Yeah, and I think it also teaches us self-control, which is opposite of what our society is doing, you know, teaching us. All the immediate gratification. That delayed gratification is teaching you to self-soothe is teaching you to uh, just relax a little bit, not be so uh, waiting on that that one end point. And if God's involved, you know that that end point is going to be better. And that self-control that he's teaching you, that we're learning while we're waiting, that's one of the fruits of the Spirit. So as you are gaining experience in waiting, you're you're being reformed. You're be- becoming one of the saints yes. by learning to control yourself a little bit better. And hopefully you're passing that down to your children. And he's refining us and purifying us. And obviously he gives us direction in the way, like I read earlier, Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6, calls us to trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and to not depend or lean on what we think is right or our timing. It says, lean not on your own understanding, But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. So one of the benefits of waiting is and trusting God is hearing from God. He directs our path. And, you know, the reward in the wait for Jesus is never the answer to the prayer we think we need. Waiting on Jesus causes us to strengthen our relationship with him. And Philippians 1, 6 says, I'm sure of this. He who began the good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus. But Jesus is our reward. James 1.12 tells us, blessed is the man or woman who remains steadfast under trial or who waits under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive. What will he receive? He'll receive exactly what he asked for. No, he will receive the crown (laughs) of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So if you don't grow weary in doing good, if you don't go weary in the wait, Galatians 6, 7 says in due season, in the right time, you're going to reap harvest if you don't give up. That's right. And in that waiting time, you don't give up. God's refining you, like you're saying. 
It gives you a chance to be creative. When you struggle with something and you add a little wait time, you may even come up with become more creative in your wait time and become more patient and become more, those fruits of the spirit get more refined. And when it feel like nothing is happening, sometimes that's when the breakthroughs come through. That's right. I love it in the Bible when it says they waited 45 years and then all of a sudden, suddenly, and I'm like, how is that suddenly? They've been waiting for 40 <laughs> years. That wasn't suddenly. That was a 45-year wait. But God <laughs> did not reveal himself. He didn't show them that he, the work he was doing behind the scenes. So they waited four to five years. And then probably, you know, Lord, you know, I think of Sarah and Abraham and throughout the Bible, even King David had to wait to be king. Suddenly, God brings you what you've been waiting for. And you are better and stronger and closer to him when he does that. I was just going to talk about Abraham and Sarah and how in their way, they did get impatient and it took action on their own. And there was consequences for that. Yes. And God still blessed them and God still took care of them. That's a good story to read about waiting and taking matters into your own hands. David, yes, he was anointed when he was young and he didn't get to fulfill his kingship until he was much older and went through so many, so many things in between, so many trials and tribulations, some that he brought himself also. So I think that there's some really good lessons we can learn from that. Esther had to wait a whole year. Yeah. She actually became queen. Yes. You know, and she was put there for such a time as this. Exactly. And, some, and we have to think about that, you know, that sometimes our waiting, maybe we're, we've gotten to that point a little quicker and other things, maybe, maybe God is refining us in the moment, but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know if someone else, he's waiting for someone else to do something else that, you know, in the assembly line of, right. of um, events that, that, that we're waiting on, on other aspects. So yeah, we do have to be hopeful because I, I do feel that God has, a big hand in us and a, a big hand in everything that we're doing. And, and it does develop our faith. It does. And that's another fruit of the spirit, you know? So he refines us. He doesn't put anything to waste. I think that now in a day and age where everybody's worried about, or the world says that, you know, the, the global worry about the world and the ecological processes, God does not put, does not waste anything. Yeah. He doesn't even waste our time. He takes everything and recycles it and repurposes it for our good and for his glory. Yeah. Lastly, I just want to mention Joseph. Joseph had to wait. Joseph was mm -hmm. sold into slavery, imprisoned for 13 years, and he had to wait. And it was nothing that he did, did of himself. It was done to him maliciously. And you would think he'd grow bitter. And what good could come from that? But he didn't grow bitter. He waited on the Lord. He continued to reveal God to others, reflect God's goodness and what God would show him. He shared it faithfully with others. And what did he end up doing? He ended up being the most powerful man in the kingdom at the time. He ended up being the ruler. He ended up forgiving and saving his family and an entire people by his obedience, waiting on God and obeying God and seeking God in your way, worshiping, acknowledge, inviting him in and trusting God. Those four things made Joseph's story end completely different. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of story that we all want. And when you think 
He didn't do it. It was done to him. Why should he have to wait? Because God had the perfect timing. He had everything aligned. God did the work. Let's, mm -hmm. let's wait for God and let's let God do the work in us. And when we grow tired and weary of doing good, we can do what Dr. Lydia said. Seek a community of people that can encourage you. Seek God through prayer and his word. Seek creative outlets as you serve others. And let's be a woman and a community that waits faithfully for God. Yeah, because your story isn't over, right? That's we're, right. We're still, we're, we're in the middle of it. So story's not done. You're, we're not at the, yeah. the last chapter. We're nowhere near that. Exactly. So I'm excited to, to hear. I would love to hear if you have a story of waiting and you would like to share it with us and how God's hand just was so powerful and you were just really surprised at what waiting did for you. I would love to hear some stories of that. If you want to post that on our Instagram page, it would be wonderful to hear. Yes, absolutely. Check out, if you don't follow us, why? Follow us on <laughs> Faith with Friends underscore podcast on Instagram. And we'd love to connect with you there. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Dr. Lydia, for sharing your insight, your wisdom, and your calling with us. Oh, and thank you, Lisa. It's same for you. I, this technology is just evolving and growing. And I'm so grateful that you were able to wrap your mind around it and that you have the time and the space to be able to do it. So grateful to you too, Lisa. Thank you. And I can't wait for you to close in prayer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, Lord, thank you so much for everything you do to take care of us, to protect us, to guide us, to give us wisdom. I pray that the Holy Spirit would touch those who are waiting and give them comfort and peace and hope. And Lord, I pray that you would just surround those who are listening with a good support systems so that they can process what they're waiting, so that they can wait on you, so that they can see that your hand is in this. And I pray that this would help people out there whoever are listening, who are waiting on an important decision or are waiting on whatever it is that they're waiting on, Lord, I just pray that you would give them comfort, give them the guidance that thank you for Jesus, who is constantly praying for us. I thank the Holy Spirit for always nudging us in the right direction. And Lord, I just, I'm grateful to you for you helping to make us all saints in the process while we're waiting. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening, friends. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?